Hello, you have found Godfather. Cliff Notes for the Mind and Soul. My name is Greg Heineke. I'm a middle school principal and lifelong learner. And I am Keith Long. I'm a Lutheran pastor, an author, and also a lifelong learner. Welcome to the show, everybody. Hello, Mr. Long. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing good. great, Greg. Uh, yeah. I'm feeling, feeling good, and uh, I'm ready to do some, some fodder with you. Yeah. So I love your idea here, but I think we need to get some explanation out there so people can track what we're trying to do today. Yes, yes. So in honor of season four, uh, and also in respect to Greg and I simply burning out from (laughs) (laughs) researching topics and, well, you've been doing a lot of reading books on audio, so you haven't really been podcasting. I've really been listening to like two shows uh, and I'm also kind of just, uh, I mean, I like listening to podcasts, but uh, it's been kind of a busy summer. So uh, we decided to do a fun fodder episode where we each come up with four topics of interest or expertise or whatever to ourselves uh, or random chance topics. And, uh, and then we're just going to, through a random and choice methodology we're going to choose and let the spirit guide us to whatever things we need to talk about yep (laughs) yep so so that's that's the show greg and i you you can you trust that greg and i have nerded out as far as the uh precise way to go about this process of selection so we have a a compromise of uh of chance and choice so i'll let greg explain uh that and then we'll uh we'll share our four and we'll get going all right so here's here's what um the process will be we each have the four topics that we're going to give a little background on because it's i think cool to know where they popped into our brains if they were random or where they came from we're going to list all four of them and then we're going to we've numbered them as well and i'm just going to pick a number and whatever that is for keith's side that's the one that we'll talk about to begin with and vice versa. Then we move into the choice from chance into choice. So fr- from the remaining three of mine, Keith will choose that one and we'll talk about it and vice versa. And then we'll move to our own selection. So of the remaining two, I'm going to pick this one because I want to hear what Keith is thinking about it. As always, um, we invite you to share with us, find us on Twitter. We'd love to engage in some conversation there, um, and we'll see what happens with this. I'm excited to to get them rolling. So um, do you want to tell me your four and explain a little bit about them, and then I'll do the same? I would love to. So these okay. are the this is the order in which I uh, originally decided these, and then like you uh, suggested, I've randomly numbered them in, in a different order. So the first thing I came up with was mascots. Now, okay. the uh, impetus for the mascot selection is that I was at the St. Paul Saints game a couple of nights ago, and I saw their mascot. Well, they kind of have two mascots. They've kind of got this pig thing, a real pig, that they have come out in the field, and it's kind of just this long-standing tradition. But then they've also got the person in a costume mascot uh, that kind of just gets up and dances and does silly things and uh and it made me think of all the all the baseball uh shenanigans and football shenanigans of mascots and that kind of thing and 
I just find the topic, I just find mascots fascinating that we even have them. So there's that. Then uh, Pink Floyd, one of my favorite bands of all time. And I, I have a lot to say about Pink Floyd, I guess. So I wrote Pink Floyd down. And then, uh, and then the topic that I'm very interested in and doing a lot of research on lately, near-death experiences or NDEs. And that uh, is just, again, something that I've been doing a lot of recently. And then my last thing that I wrote down was brains because my brain came up with all of those different things. Hmm. And we've talked about brains before, and I know you have a lot to talk about brains, and I find the topic and uh, that organ uh, uh, particularly fascinating and have a lot to say about brains. So there's my four. All right. Here are my four. Um, and when you suggested this um, process or concept or whatever we're calling it, um, I'm like, wow, oh, that's really cool. That's that's interesting. And so um, ideas were popping into my head um, while I was working out or listening to a different podcast. Or as you said, I was, I was listening to my audio book, um, et cetera, and certainly had a lot more, but did not record them. So when I was forced to, I'm like, I need to figure out what we're going to talk about. Um, I did come up with then these four. So here are my four in the order in which I um, thought about them, not the way that they will be numbered. So the first one that I came up with was Christ in Cinema. And that topic originates from once upon a time, you and I um, got together with members of Word of Peace and we would go to movies, uh, I think it was once a month or every six weeks or so. And then we utilized that structure um, of and ideas of Christ in cinema, cinema and overlaid that with the movie that we saw. And I missed that. So that was on my mind. Second topic is Doubting Faithfully, your book. Um, and we have not talked about it yet. Um, in fact... Um, that's a that's a must. We need to talk about that in some way, at least at least some chapters or selections at some time. Um, and then started to get into the deep end of the pool a little bit more with my third one being about fragility as I prepare for a new school year and all the different things that are now happening um, again with masks and vaccin vaccinations and such um, made me think of this this idea of um, people being fragile. And then also along those lines, uh, put my fourth one on the polarization of um, this idea of equity, whatever that happens to mean. And from my position, there are things to talk about because it obviously affects my work, but it also seems to be affecting society and, and loaded language and people. It's, it's drawing, um, it's creating walls and barriers and, and drawing lines in the sand. So those are my four. Um, and as as I am speaking them or listening to yours, did you have a little bit of, oh, goodness, I hope we don't talk about that one or, <laughs> or we do I, talk about that one? <laughs> didn't we? I thought we talked about my book. Didn't we do a didn't we, we interview the author at some point? I, I, we did um, as far as kind of the hot seat or at least one of the segments was asking questions about where they came from. But we have never talked about the content. We've oh, never gone okay. into a, yeah. a chapter yeah. in that. Capacity. So that was just kind of like, oh man, how did, how did we miss that? Like, yeah, that that's yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, none of, I'm trying to think, no, I was, uh, I thought all of them and yeah, just memory lane with, with Christ and cinema. Uh, yeah. And that was, gosh, I loved, I loved doing that. Um, and I, yeah, I'd be loving to reinvent the wheel on that one again, bring that out again. But, uh, 
Yeah, no, those are all good. Good stuff. Okay. We should, have a, we should have a good conversation. All right. So let's go. Let's let's get that um let's get that first one. So I I'm going to just select a number and then you tell me of your four topics, you know, which okay. one it is. Okay? So I want I want to do number 3. Number Okay. All right. Number 3 for me is near death experiences. Okay. All right. What's uh what's number 3 for you? Number three for me is um, Christ in Cinema. Boom. All right. Uh, what do you want to do first? Um, let's do Christ in Cinema because we, okay. we were just talking about it. You're kind of yeah. laying that out. So just a little more background on that um, because you and I, we, we mentioned in our last episode, we're able to go see um, A Quiet Place 2. So con- conceptually, we, we just we'd go to the movie. Right. And then did you have did we have questions? I don't remember. It, it was at least along the lines of, you know, like who who talk about the characters and was there, uh, you know, kind of a savior or messiah yeah. type. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's kind right. of the gist of it. Usually um, it's kind of they, they follow that what what Joseph Campbell talks about is that this is like this mythic structure and in, in almost every story and pr- particularly a good movie has this kind of uh, well, and, it, and if you've ever done um, creative writing and that kind of thing, you know, that there's, there's a, an arc, you know, yeah. a story arc. Uh, there's you know, introduction of the conflict. There's conflict itself. There's the climax, there's the resolve. Uh, there's, you know, all those kinds of things. And so I think there, we did have set questions. I know one of them at least was who, who did you, I think it was like, who did you identify with? Uh, who do you think was representative of the Christ figure? Mm-hmm. Uh, where did you see, you know, the conflict of good versus evil? You know, those kinds of things uh, that I think every most movies have. And, and then really to get into kind of these biblical themes that might even be present there or theological themes that are present there and, and to kind of just wrestle with and debate, you know, uh, yeah. sometimes some, you know, somebody says, well, I think this person was Jesus figure. And you know, it was like, no way. It was this person. Exactly. I, and I, I really loved it. I loved because we were going in I, former English teacher, you know, you were reading the novel um, to get the gist of what, what's happening, just comprehend. And then you, you lay a perspective over that. You know, whether that's like a feminist perspective, like, uh, you know, in, in this case, we are taking and looking for Christ in, in cinema. And what I really loved was like, no way. I mean, it's not there at all because we, we were just <laughs> picking movies that we wanted to see. Right. Yeah. And, and sometimes just amazing how some of them worked out really well and, and followed that arc. And other times like there we went to get out, which was which was fantastic. Yeah. I'm not sure. I, I suppose you could argue, um, and I don't remember the main character's name, but you could argue there's some elements of, of Christ in that. And other people could be like, no way. I mean, that's not what yeah. this was this was about. But it certainly had, um, again, through the lens lens or perspective of, say, race. It, it was about that. Um, and and it was just a great movie in that regard. So I, I just you, you can love... stretch just about anything, right? <laughs> yes, like you, you really love. can. And I think that's the that's the grip that religion has on culture, and that for better and worse, you can make just about anything religious if you really think hard about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 
uh, you know, even if it's totally not there, you can read it into it, you know, you can mm -hmm. read into it. And then, you know, without giving away things with like a quiet place too, like there's, there, there is definitely it, for sure in the first, in the first version, there is a moment where you're like, boom, that was mm -hmm. all Jesus. Like, mm -hmm. you know, that, that's something Jesus like, absolutely would have done. Uh, yep. and and I think and that's really cool when that happens. I, I think so too. And and I'm going to interject the one other example because it was just last night, Karin, Logan and I were randomly going through, we wanted to watch a movie going through the free choices or whatever on, I think Xfinity or whatnot. Um, and we watched the untouchables. And so um, you, do you remember that movie? Have you seen that movie with Sean Connery? And it's Kevin been Costner? a very long time. Yes. I have seen the movie. Loved it. So I think watched it in it, high school. Yeah. Yes. And same kind of really good movie. Um, I think Connery won an Oscar for it. Um, and that was, I, I knew that at least Christ in cinema was on my mind. I knew that mm -hmm. was a great movie. And so I'm watching that and seeing it. It's about Al Capone and prohibition and elliot ness is kevin costner's character and they're going after you know capone is running the city and connery's character is just a beat cop um and joins ness's team he's he's from um you know the federal group of justice that's coming in and they were going to take capone out and uh connery's character i he's he became christ mm -hmm. and you know i mean so Take take a moment in the next week or whatever, and you find that movie and, and watch it with that lens to see how Connery kind of starts to lead and the people follow and um right what happens and with them. Sacrifice. There's yes these re redemption stories. You know, somebody screws up early on, they have a chance to redeem themselves later on, or somebody screws up, and then there's this like you know resentment, grudge held, and then there's opportunities for forgiveness and restoring the relation. I mean, like it's. Again, that's the beauty of stories is that all uh -huh. that can be done and it can be done uniquely in all these different formats from, you know, mob mobster movies to animated to comedies mm -hmm. and dramas like they all again, a good writer, at least, uh, finds a way to incorporate those things in in any kind of story, no matter how ridiculous it might seem at first there's like oh there's no way there's going to be yes, anything yes valuable yes. in this story and then you find yourself at the end like oh you know i identified with this story in, in, a, yes. in a deeper way than i ever anticipated <laughs> oh so lastly i want to say because uh, i i listened to um this movie changed me podcast which um the final season and among them was uh the fly and I have never seen that whole movie. Have you seen that movie? With, yeah, uh, Jeff, again, Jeff it's Goldblum. been a long time. Long, yeah. long time. I think it's uh, late 80s is when it came out, 86, 87. And this guy was talking about, um, you know, so it's this horror and sci-fi and I guess really gross. And I've only seen clips. But he was talking about laying it, you know, the lens of, of viewing it with um, looking at how people uh icarus and getting out of control and, and um power and how um it, it changed who he was and um getting older and just all these different things was that mm. podcast i'm like that's this and i i think i need to see the fly again i might be grossed out but i, I think i need to go back <laughs> yeah yeah no we've cool. been we've been shaped we've been shaped i love it i love it a lot
All right, so let's talk about yeah. um, near death experience and, and so why I'm kinda, you've been thinking I'm about it. So curious. Much I mean, I know why I'm into it, but I'm kind of when I say those three words to you, how do you receive them, and and what's what's your baseline for the topic? Yeah, um, I guess I, it it seems to me where I would define it as something that's more um, there. There was there was shock. There was un, um, not expected. Um, there was uh, I made it through, and now I can emotionally um, calm down and and reflect upon what occurred. So um, accidents um, come to mind immediately, but they wouldn't have to be that. Um, it could be even to the extension of somebody else. I guess I'm, I'm thinking about mm-hmm. maybe my father or something. So where. I, I'm obviously not dead. That's the near part. Um, but then the value of reflecting on it and go, okay, it's making me think about my life or aspects of my life in a different way. That's how I define it. So, uh, so there is a podcast that, and there is a total, there's a whole scientific field that is devoted to the research and interviewing of individuals who have, have an experience it's more of like a, it's a consciousness event uh, where they, they, they are clinically dead and they have some kind of uh, out of body experience or uh, a, a very, again, it's, it's very real to them. And, and then there's just this, it's a dream, dreamlike type thing. That's, that's real. That's not they, they, that like they're able to say, I know what a dream is. And this was not a dream. Like this was very, very real. And so there's uh, the International Association of Near-Death Studies. Wow. I-N, <laughs> or I-A-N-D-S. And there's this, uh, this guy named Lee Whitting. And he interviews, he interviews people that have had an experience that qualifies as a, near, a near-death experience. And some people are like, you know, it's, it's, they're all, they're all unique in the ways that they die, obviously. Uh, and then their stories are equally unique as far as like, well, I, I, you know, I met Jesus and Jesus and I were together, or I was with my father, or I didn't see any of my loved ones, but I was filled with this sense of total peace and all, you know, all knowledge and, you know, and an incredible, uh, you know, experience of love and, you know, all, all of these things, everything's on the table and they are some of the most uplifting stories I've ever heard. And it just, they, they're very thought provoking and they're making me completely reevaluate everything <laughs> I've been thinking in terms of, you know, the, the death experience, the God question, uh, spirituality, you know, religion, all of these things when you hear a, a story that's really well told and, and again has these components that will just blow your mind, you, you will also be like, Oh my God, <laughs> what? Uh, this is insane. Uh, but also, you know, it's, it's hard because it's not you. So you've never had one. You're yeah. trusting, you know, somebody else telling their story, but then you're also, it just kind of brings in this, 
you know, all these questions like, why would they make this up? You know, how, you know, maybe this was just a dream. And then it kind of goes to like, how does the body able to, to do that? And what does all this mean is kind of the, kind of the top kind of the thing. It's, it's impossible to, to cram into a, a small segment here in the show about all these different things, but there's a couple of different uh, books that I've been reading. One is by, it's called After, and it's by Dr. Bruce Grayson, and he has over 40 years of research that he recounts and analyzes from a non-religious standpoint in his book. Uh, he's like, I didn't grow up religious. I don't really had any, I didn't really have any ties to religion uh, or any, you know, of anything. Uh, but then these things kind of kept popping up in my, in my practice. And uh, he's a psychiatrist. So like they kind of, you know, he's going at it from like, oh, well, that's, that's nice that you had this, this thing. But then, you know, more and more ex unexplainable things were happening where he couldn't just be like, he couldn't explain it away uh, yeah. with his, with his training. And then it, that's kind of what was the catalyst for, for his, his life's work of, of, you know, documenting, you know, and then being able to like lay out, you know, 86% of people who've had a near death experience said that they, you know, encountered this all pervading sense of love, you know, um, of the, and then there's another percentage of people that, had a negative experience and then he kind of talks about what was that like and so it's just I, I just find it totally captivating and and it's a it's the timing of that and obviously having having suffered you know some tragic losses of you know my dad and uh and my friend carl and others yeah. like it just it does it just makes everything, it changes, it just changes the way I view and think about it now. And, 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 and generally, I mean, I'm feeling very positive about it too. So that's the other kind of thing where it's like, well, it doesn't matter if it's true or not, if it makes you feel good, you yeah. know, like, <laughs> did, did you say you could hear some, like, does that website have some of the stories or how did you, I, obviously you read yeah. them in this, this book, yeah. but can, they are on that website. Yeah, it's people sharing their story on okay. this. Uh, if you go to the website, then there's a there's a uh, podcast. It's it's like it's a it's a um, I they called Ions, so I A N D S Radio, and you can find it on on places where you listen to podcasts, and you know it varies from thirty to forty five minute interview, and and again it's it's with people telling their story one of my favorite ones that i actually quoted in a sermon uh this past year was this vietnam vet who got shot down in enemy territory he was a he was a helicopter pilot in vietnam and they crashed in enemy territory and he dies and he's he's like i remember being next to this bush this like tree and a bush and I remember like feeling like I became part of it. And then I could see inside the tree to the cells to the, and it was just like, I became part of, of everything. And then, you know, and then I was, I was in this, you know, blinding light and this sense of peace and, and love and calm came over me. And then I'm speaking with God and there's, you know, I mean, it's just, Again, it's incredible in every yeah. sense, you know, and, and yet 
you know, and then he's like, and then I got to this point where, you know, I had, I had regret that I went back into the war after successfully completing one tour. And I had this feeling of like, how could I do this to my mom? That I then went back into the war and then this is what happens to me. And then in that moment, it was like, you've got to go back. You're not ready yet. You know, and, and how he was just like, you know, I'm not going back. Like, you know, yeah. and he's like, he's like arguing and, and then ultimately, you know, he ends up going back and here his partner, there was one other guy that survived and had been fighting off the Viet Cong for three hours and dragging, Fine. dragging this, this guy around with oh. him and fighting everybody off and keeping him alive until they were able to be rescued. Like just an epic story. Yeah. And, uh, and then it's just, again, it makes you think. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I like that. So you All should right. check it out, Greg. Yeah. You should check I, it out. Yeah. I, I, well, and I wrote down that title, um, psychology background and looking at these things and um i think we need more i need more uplifting stories and <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and things. so um nice all right so now um it's your choice sir you're gonna take my final three and pick the other one that pick them from among them which one you want to talk about so we had doubting faithfully we've got this uh idea of fragility and we've got this uh challenge that we're living in about equity well let's Any do doubting faithfully i gotta go right. gotta go there yeah well and again can't go i think that's a whole episode we got to maybe revisit that yeah uh, prepare we'll give them a little teaser bit. here but yeah we'll give it we'll give the teaser um and so i wanted to share that um i have i've read it I um, had a colleague um, when it was first coming out, I think um, on Amazon, it allows you to get well into the first chapter. I think you have, do you have a, a, an introduction? I can't recall. Yeah. There's um, an introduction and then it but, goes, the introduction is pretty short and then it goes right into the first chapter. Yeah. So, so she got it um, electronically or whatever. I, I read through all of that until my mind came because I wanted the hard copy. Um, and then I, I just shared it with my mom. So she's oh. reading it right now. And um, I said, so are you ready to talk about this yet? And she said, well, I want your dad to finish reading it. I'm like, okay. I said, I know <laughs> the author. I might invite the author. <laughs> and she and, and she said, well, oh, wow. Like she was kind of taken aback a little bit. And I'm like, at least for me, I know Keith and I would really like that. It would be interesting yeah. to hear what the two of you thought about it. So that's kind of my setup or, or the the teaser, like you said to it is there's, there's, um, very well written. I, I applaud you. I think you're a very good author. I know you're a very good speaker. You know, it's, it's your and you do that very well. Um, but it was you, you start you started off and you lay the background. Um, you've got some personal experiences that are tied into that. And then as it progresses, uh, it's and it's not too lengthy, but it, it gets you into, again, what I kind of call the deeper end of the pool. And we mm-hmm. um, have, have some that's where the title comes from, right? I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's doubting, um, but yet being being faithful, um, and that's where I, I personally have been and still am. Um, you know, part of the journey, the um, thoughts of 
you know, how much have been, how, how it's, it's the spirituality along with the religion, um, you know, where that has, that's like almost many things, at least we'll just say many, not, not all, but things have been used. Um, things have been used politically mm-hmm. um, in, in society to, to kind of, unfortunately divide us. And I, and we know that, I mean, histories, wars, all those things, that's religion, right? Land, et cetera. But for, from my perspective, it was like, yeah, I mean, I'm a believer and I was raised this way, but there were, there were some things in the past few years that I'm like, wait a minute, um, have I been indoctrinated? Do, do I really believe this? Or it, it's, it's not what I believe mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. It's, it's how I was brought up this way. So it, it, the title itself is, is very personal for me. Um, and then to, to think about these, um, these topics and these areas and these experiences um, with Christ and to, to the level, I guess, where I'm at on the journey that is to think about what you, you kind of just said. Um, and, and you've said in the past about, does that part really matter, Greg? You know, I mean, mm-hmm. whether that's celebrating Christmas, you know, on the, on the 25th or whenever, you know, um, and, and the stories they're, they're male dominated, um, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, okay, I, I don't know. So I've paused on right. things like that. And the book does a nice job, Keith, of, of bringing those, those ideas out. Yeah. And I, I think it's, you know, it, that came from this, this intellectual itch that I had been having. And as a pastor who, whose job it is to study the Bible and interpret it for you, you know, essentially yeah. from the pulpit and to get up there every Sunday, every holiday and try to come up with something new for you to think about. Or, and then it's, it's combination of like, you know, connecting it to your life and giving you more information about the historical aspect and, you know, and then just how for me, just as a, a lifelong learner and I've gotten deeper and deeper and deeper into this. And then, you know, you get to this point where you're like, this is not at all what I thought it was, (laughs) Mm. you know, this is completely different than what I grew up like understanding about this story. And, uh, you know, from what they've been able to find in archeology span and, and again, just the research of the languages. And again, most of that stuff that I think, again, most people just take for granted or they just don't really give uh, you know, much thought to. And then I found myself going, but I'm giving it thought. And I don't mm. know that I can just get up and toe the line when I'm like, Christmas is not what you think it is. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Easter is not as open and shut as you think it is. And, and I, I loved being able to get in there and nerd out with some of the stuff that I'd been learning and share that with people. Cause I just feel like, you know, there are, there are people who have been basically told when they enter a church to check their brains at the door. Yeah. And, and uh, if, if you identify with that, then this book is for you because this, this invites your, your intellect and your, uh, your ability to discern truth from, from fiction. And, yeah. uh, and yet to still, for me, I still, you know, find meaning, great meaning in, in, in the story of Jesus. So, yeah. And, and having that be, 
be who you are and that it, it does grow and change. And, and that's what's been fantastic. You've also said, you know, we are all, you've encouraged all of us to be theologians, to, to think about it rather than, I mean, um, whether that's ELCA, I think, and you'd have to correct me, but you know, they, they've got the, the biblical verses and whatever laid out for the whole year and whatnot. And I've been going to church um, weekly since I was born you know, like, okay, I got the story. I've heard about it and it's thousands of years old and whatnot. I'm like, I need that story now as it's living and breathing to affect me in, in the 21st century. How, how does that story, that individual, those individuals, how did they respond? How should I respond? And, and to be thinking about it, um, bringing my experiences and processing rather than just showing up and, and hearing it. And I don't, I'm, I'm not trying to overly judge or criticize people who are, are, you know, like, no, they find some solace in, in that pattern or that rhythm of whatever, you know, the church experience happens to be. But I also want to with, um, like you said, the, the, let's have a conversation. Like maybe let, let's take it to the, the next level um, or find others that want to be able to do that. Be that theologian, theologian and offer your perspective because we all are going through through this journey and we all have the different um, experiences, um, but we have similar challenges. So to be able to say, hey, how are you getting through this? Whether that's a parenting deal, whether that's a, you know an educational thing, money, all the things that are in in the Bible, right? I mean, right. How that's what that's what Christ went through, and then is yep. helping us. So, yep. community of learners and 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 such. So, I I think I'd, I I'd recommend the book. Um, I, I I need to go back. I'm really eager. At, that's why I started with um, sharing that my mom and, and dad are reading it. I want to hear their thoughts. Well, and that's you know that's the thing is like I, it's it's uh, it'll be an interesting for me. It's you know, I I couldn't say oh it's this for this target audience like it it was impossible for me to name like oh it's for this kind of person like you know because it, it could be for someone who's uber religious and it could be for someone who's an atheist yeah and, I, and you know because that's the spectrum that i covered just in a couple of years time you know <laughs> yeah all right so season four we're on our fourth uh choice here to to wrap her up probably um, yeah, so I'm, you get to choose out of mascots, Pink Floyd, or brains. Yeah, ah, uh, um, I really want to talk about mascots a little bit. We can, um, we can squeeze yeah. it in. Yeah, let let or you want, we, let let we can let's talk about mascots a little bit. Okay, I don't, let's talk about I don't mascots. Think... Let's let's switch gears from all this religious talk and go yeah. into uh, something random like mascots. Yeah. Uh, I, huh. yeah, I, I just think it's funny. Like, I mean, there's so many, well, okay. So there's, there's just the mascots that have shenanigans on the field. And then there's all this, this controversy over mascots, like the Cleveland Indians, the Atlanta Braves, <laughs> the fighting Sioux, the, you know, yeah. like Washington Redskins, exactly. Yep. Washington Redskins. Like, so it's like, what, why are we, what is with mascots in, in our culture today? Like, why do we have them? What, what does what is their, their point? Like, why don't we just say, oh, it's the Cleveland team, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, and even like, I, I, let's, let's dig in a little bit deeply on it. Cause what, what comes to mind, I, I think of the Minnesota twins so yeah, or Minnesota Vikings. Okay. The Minnesota Vikings, the mascot is a Viking. 
right? The Minnesota yep. Twins. We we don't. It's Twin Cities. I guess you got um, the the two guys shaking hands, sort of the logo-y thing, I suppose, right. over the river, right? Minnie right. and Paul. Um, yep. But our mascot is TC. The bear. You know, so the bear. So when yeah. you go to the Washington Redskins or some of these places that you mentioned, it feels like to me that's where some of the it, it's tied into identity. Like that's yeah. who they are. The, the fighting Sioux. Like it is a, 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 a it's a Native American. You know right. the, the Indian whole thing. Where or or um, again, just the Cleveland Indian Indians. That's who they are. Right. Do, do you do you feel like? It's the identity, or do you not see that separation? Because some are like, who cares? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's the history. It's it's again our our cultural obsession with you know the this historical whatever, like when it was formed. You know yeah. that we have to be faithful to this thing that started a long, long time ago. When you know, oh, you know, because they'll say like, oh, well, that was back when everyone was cool with you know you you talking about Indians, and, and it's like, were they? <laughs> you know, like, were they cool with it, or was it just not as you know uh, <laughs> yeah. controversial as it is now when more people are speaking up and saying, hey, we're not cool with you using an Indian for to to relay your your savagery on the football field, like that's mm. not cool with us. But, you know, they'll say like, well, you know, when we came up with it, you know, it was fine then. And it, it just to me, it's like it probably wasn't like I'm sure that the Native American community wasn't like, oh, hell yeah, we are a mascot, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, like you come, you take our land, you'd like take all of our stuff. And oh, what? Hey, we're on a football helmet. Like, yep. that's cool. You know, yep. like, no, that's preposterous. Yes, but it's yes. just like but... this. Like, we're <laughs> devoted now. Like, oh, but now we're locked in, and we can't change it because yeah. that's part of our history. And I just think it's bogus. You know? Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yep. They were, they were probably there was never a time where they're like, yeah, all right, we're Washington Redskins, but let's keep going. Let's try <laughs> let's to make this. sure that we have, like, yeah. right, yeah. and and right. meet all the different tribes, and we're like, I no, probably yeah. never. Um, and. It, it, and they should be community building. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. that that's the thing, and and probably representation of right. of the area. I guess a bear is not too much of a stretch for the, you know, oh, uh, or just make it all this uniform where you say, okay, only you can only use an animal. You know, there are yeah. how many animals? Like, then just you have to choose one, or we'll just we'll choose one for you, or or. You know, because now the now it's the Cleveland Guardians, and you know, like okay, that has a little bit more positive connotation. But it's again, there's just so much. Sometimes there's almost too much choice given to these different places, mm -hmm. you know. And, and then it's I don't know. Uh, so then there's so there's that aspect, and then there's just that aspect of kind of like the what happens at the game itself, and then yep. you've got these mascots doing just you know any number of things. Uh, I mean, and and then you Google or you YouTube you know, funny mascot things. And I think of the eighties when at Philadelphia, I think it was Philadelphia mascot, just messing with Tommy Lasorda of the Dodgers. And mm -hmm. like, they're like troublemakers, you know, and it's like they're getting paid to stir up trouble and entertain the crowd. You know, yeah. it's kind of, you know, it's kind of similar to, I think like a jester or, or a joker in the King's court. Like yeah. let's bring this mascot in to just like entertain the crowd while, we're doing this other thing. And it's like the, the whole 
thing is an entertainment, right? Like the paying these athletes to do these games, like that's, that's entertainment. And then you add in another layer, like we're going to have the cheerleaders and we're going to have the mascot and we're going to, I don't know. I just, it's just so, I've never thought about it until I thought about it. Like, yes. What for what? <laughs> do, do they get together or is there like a support yeah. group on, because right. you, you see, um, you, you see them doing similar things across different states or different organizations. Yeah. So they're shooting t-shirts into the, into the crowd, um, right. you know, or I'm thinking of crunch who's, who's um, doing, you know, launching himself, catapulting yeah. into do a slam dunk or whatever. And you see that from, from basketball and, and you can't do that in, in, in baseball or whatever, but you see right. that in one stadium you know, and then they go to you go to Phoenix and you see the same thing. You go to Los yeah. Angeles and you see yep. the same thing. And I, I again get the crowd involved. Um, <laughs> I suppose yeah. where there's I a know. level of like, okay, I'm 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 into it because it's crazy and fun. And they're like, what's what's going on here? Like, what are we yeah. what are we cheering about? I know. And and then it's like I know they've made a movie of it, and I know they've done you know some they've poked fun at this before. Uh, but I remember it was just a couple of years ago, they like fired the Viking guy or something because he was demanding too much or, or this, I think something happened with TC, the bear too. Like you need me, you know, like (laughs) it's like they got this sense of entitlement or maybe there was something going on behind the scenes that we don't know about that, that makes it more complicated. But you know, it's just, we scoff at it. Like we're like, you know, we don't need you, you know? Um, and yet, you know, kids are taking their picture with it and, mm-hmm. you know, like they're, and they're going around kind of like the characters at Disney world, you know, like it's just uh, this kitschy obsession. And yet I just wonder, you know, what, without, without them, you know, what would it be? Yeah. Would anything be different? Would anything be different? Uh, but I certainly, you know, again, I'm just my heartbroken over just those racially charged ones where you're like, no. come on, you know, like it is time. <laughs> uh, Make the change. Be the, the change. change. Be the yep. change. Yep. And then there's other people who are like, I don't care. Like, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. Why? And then and then you're like, how can that not bother you? You know, or, or uh-huh. tell me, ex- help me understand, like, where you're coming from when it comes to a mascot and a, and the publicity of that, you know, that team or that thing. Yes. What, why aren't you wondering about right. it? You know, when they right. say it doesn't matter, then exactly. It's exactly right. And that, yeah. and maybe pause and think about why you're not, and maybe you should. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm with you. Yeah. Well, we'll have to get to Pink Floyd and brains and fragility and equality and all that later. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yep. We appreciate your ears. Godfather's artwork is created by Chuck Bennis. Theme music is from The Godfather, composed by Nita Rhoda. We thank you for your time, and we want you to join us again soon.